let me bring this other doctor in. So they come in, the guy's like sitting down, and my wife knows the guy because she's worked with him. Okay. And he's not a guy that messes around. When he comes into the room, it's usually something serious, and she's just like, uh, he goes, we've had an incidental finding. And that's when they found the tumor in my kidney. Welcome to the Shaw Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Shaw, and today I am joined by Mr. Nick Best. Nick Best has been on the podcast a couple times now. Yeah, getting right? Up, getting up there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, you, might, you might be getting into co-host Ooh. territory. Ooh. I don't oh, know about that. Wow. Might be a little yeah. premature. A little bit premature. Yeah. yeah. But you're but, back, man. Yeah, I'm back. Thanks. You're in the chair. You're looking good. Yeah, hanging out with you. It's been yeah. good stuff. How are things? Good? Yeah, it's it's been an interesting few months, that's for sure. But yeah. yeah, it's good. It's everything is progressing the way it's supposed to, and looks like things are going to be pretty good. So, interesting few months, I feel like, is a little bit of a understatement. Yeah. So Nick sent me a video back in October, mm-hmm. I believe, yep. of him bench pressing, and did not forewarn me <laughs> of what was in the video. Right. So I get this video and I'm like, oh, because Nick from time to time, he'll do lifts or whatever and send me a video and say, hey, check this out. And you would expect Nick Best, who's bench pressed, I don't know how many tens of thousands of times probably at this point. Yeah. 40 years worth. Yeah. You're not expecting anything to really happen other than a lift to happen. Correct. So I'm sitting here watching it and all of a sudden I've just about dropped my phone (laughs) because (laughs) Nick dropped the bar Drop the bar on your chest yes. as you were pushing back up. So you came down, you're pushing back up. But the first thing I went to look at is how you were gripping the bar. Correct. Because I'm like, I, I'm, I know I bench press with you before, mm-hmm. and you're not, you're not taking a grip where, where your thumb is on the same side of the bar as your Yeah, I don't false grip it. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're, you're around the bar, mm-hmm. and I saw that. And somehow you managed to still drop the bar on your chest. Yeah. Which I asked you after the fact, and you don't even know how that happened. No idea how that happened. And how much weight was it? 425. So 425 pounds Mm -hmm. dropping on your chest. Yes. And the sound that you made was, was, ugh. In the video, I like almost needed to turn the volume down because it's like you get hit and you're, and I'm feeling it from what would that feel like? And then the sound that you make completely, (laughs) completely reinforced exactly what I was thinking that it would feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So 425 on the chest kind of takes your breath away. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you kind of moaned and I don't wheezed, I guess maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every, everything in my diaphragm kind of spasmed after that. I would and, imagine and locked up, so I couldn't really exhale too well, and I couldn't really inhale too well. So, what were you thinking at that moment? Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> but it's probably very accurate. <laughs> Ouch! That wasn't good. Yeah. How the heck did that happen? But were the things kind of going through my mouth? I'm, my my brain because I have no. My thumbs were around the bar. I yes. still can't explain why it came out, other than maybe divine intervention. Yeah, because what it led to. And this is this is what we need to now get into. And I'm okay. In hindsight, I think it all makes sense, but I think as we unpack this a little bit and share more, it will make more sense. And it makes oh, yeah. more sense to me, and you and I have talked about it, but I think it will be inspiring for a lot of people to hear yeah. what you're about to say. So you're hurt bad enough that you need to go in. Yeah, because Callie kind of takes a look at me. My wife's an ER nurse, and so nothing really phases her unless it's fairly serious. And she's kind of looking at me and she's watching me breathe and she's seeing the spasm. She's like, eh, we better go get that looked at. Let's get you to the ER. So, so did you go on that night or did you? No, go- yeah. We went in like in the next 30 minutes. I mean, I was in the car and at the ER so in you, 30 minutes. Yeah. So obviously you were hurting pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I mean, the video cut off that I got to see, but you weren't yeah. looking very good in the video. So no, I, I couldn't take deep breaths for and, until they gave me the muscle relaxants to get my diaphragm from uh, spasming, I, I, I couldn't take deep breaths. Man. It was just, <laughs> just real shallow, shallow, short. Yeah. Wow. So you're, you're going and you get in there, mm-hmm. and how did that go? Uh, well, I got in there, and they're kind of looking at me, and they're like, 
we need to get a CT scan because we want to make sure you don't have any internal bleeding. And the guy was kind of feeling around and poking around up in here, up in the top part of my rib cage. And he's like, eh, I don't know. He goes, we need to get some film on it. And Callie's like, eh. She's, she's like, okay, fine. Let's, let's do it. Let's just be safe. Uh, had a, turns out I had a hematoma, which that's not the end of the world. That's going to heal and go away. I had the, both, both sides of my ribs are bruised because the rib cage gives and where it stopped giving, that's where I got the injuries. So it was right in my serratus. It just Man. wasn't very pleasant. But, no. Um, got through that. And then he goes, and uh, let me bring this other doctor in. So they come in, the guy's like sitting down, and my wife knows the guy because she's worked with him. Okay. And he's not a guy that messes around. When he comes into the room, it's usually something serious, and she's just like, uh, he goes, we've had an incidental finding. And that's when they found the tumor in my kidney. Yeah. So, and he's just like, there's a tumor, there's a growth in your kidney. It's inside the kidney, completely inside the kidney. He goes, but you need to go get another CT scan in like two days because they gave me contrast and they can't give you contrast like back to back. I, you have to have a couple of days in there and a or lot to of kind fluid. of filter out. Yeah. And a lot okay. of fluids. Cause it's really, really hard on your kidneys. Okay. So two days later we went to, I went to Starnberg diagnostics and got another CT scan. And in which time we had gotten con contact with Dr. Wilson, who's the urologist who's handling this for me. And uh, got the film, got an appointment scheduled with him, and then a couple weeks later, got to go see him, and he sent me for another CT scan. He goes, look, we have a mass there. I can't tell whether it's a cancerous tumor or a fatty tumor. We're going to need to get a biopsy, stuff like that. Uh, went in for another CT scan, got a better look at it. Then he sent me for a biopsy, but they couldn't get me comfortable because they're laying on your belly. They're going to go through your back, which because it was where it was sitting at in my kidney, they were going to have to go through my lung and into the kidney. Man. <laughs> and the doc's just like, you know, we're not going to be able to do this today. I can't get you, even with being relaxed and everything else, I can't get your, because I was so uncomfortable. My blood pressure was normal when I was laying down, but yeah. laying on my back, and then they prop me up, so I'm kind of like, Bent backwards. So that had to hurt. Yeah, it just didn't. So bad. Yeah. Um, on the ribs, they couldn't yeah. They couldn't give me a, they, they couldn't get my blood and pressure. you would probably down. need to hold really still for that. Yeah, oh, I couldn't move at all. Yeah. Because that needle's like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, you know. Messing around with yeah. lungs and, no, yeah. I think it was a 20-gauge needle that they were going to stick through that far, so. Man, a life. Yeah. So they couldn't do it that day. Mm -mm. So what, they're they're basically then going off the scans then, or they, they did a biopsy after? They're going off the CT scans, but okay. the doc's concern is it could be a fatty tumor, in which case, if it was, they could go in, cauterize the blood vessels in the kidney that are supplying the fatty tumor, and it'll go away. So he can't tell the difference. I'm like, Doc, would an MRI be able to be enough of a view in a 3D view to give you a better idea whether it's fat or, or something else? He goes, yeah, the MRI will work. So we went in again. I got an MRI. And this is all within like a month, mind you. Yeah, that was. I feel like it was constant back to back to back. While I was training to go to OSG. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Because yeah, I went to a timing. Because that was in November, right? Yeah, I went a month after. Okay, this incident, I still went and competed at OSG. So mental, I mean, mentally, I'm, we're running through this obviously quick now yeah. as a timeline. But mentally, how how was that to not only drop the bar, then have the incidental finding? Yes, which then turns into more CT scans, more doctors' appointments, more kind of wondering, yeah. questioning. What's going on? What is this? When do we get to find out what it is? Am I going to be able to compete? Right. Because you're, you're deep in training. That's right. That's yeah, a big was, X factor I, I didn't even mention. Yeah. I, I was, I, I knew Mark was going to be tough and I knew he was, it was going to be one of the two of us. And I was training to come after it. Yeah. I mean, what, what Mark did on the Viking press, I did five weeks out. So Mark, referring to Mark Felix. Felix, yeah. I had done that many reps five weeks out. I was like, yeah, I'm coming. And I had done all the dumbbells in training at home with no effort whatsoever. So it was all going great. It yeah. was, everything was going really, really good. But I you're was, not only dealing with the 
mental side of this and the testing and what's going on, but right. you're also dealing with coming back from being bruised pretty badly. Yeah, really. From badly. the bar dropping on so you. So I couldn't stabilize much of anything overhead. I think I got a, maybe one, two reps in comfortably before I left for OSG. Yeah, not good. On the Viking press, and I got a 160 pound dumbbell overhead, and I thought I was. That was quite painful. I was yeah. like, eh. um, I was able to figure out how to clean the sandbags, but it was still rough, and I couldn't. I didn't even touch stones. Yeah, didn't didn't even mess with them. Well, I remember you talking to me about that because you said it's just too much of a risk. I'm just gonna have to do it in the moment. Yeah, and go for it. Right, you know. So and I did. But. Yeah. So so the the training aside, now how how was it dealing with these appointments and kind of wondering, waiting with what's going on on that side of it. It's like anything else. It's hanging over your head, but you can do. You go at it one of two ways: poor me, or I'm going to beat this. I don't care what it is. I'm going to beat this. I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do. We're going to go through all the processes. I'm going to do what is ever necessary from the best minds possible. Which Wilson's an absolutely amazing doctor, um, and we're just going to attack it. And we're whatever needs to be done, we're going to do. Yeah, you know. which is a great mindset, very powerful. Yeah, going into something like that because you face some adversity like that, and and, and especially a big unknown, right? That that's hanging out. I mean, do we have cancer? Are we dealing with cancer? Is it mm-hmm. going to come out? How has it spread? Has it not spread? Is it still growing super fast? Absolutely. I yeah. mean, time is an issue. If it's growing fast, I don't want to sit there and wait and have it actually leave the kidney. Absolutely, that type of thing. But. We looked at it the way it was growing. We were going to be good. We probably had a year before it would leave the kidney. Okay. Growth-wise. So which, you caught it super early. Yeah. and But it was a third of the size of the kidney, mind you. Man, I like Because <laughs> when we got- So was it considered stage one? It was, was considered it? stage one, but it was nearly stage two. It so was right on the brink of that. It was right on the verge of being stage two. Man. So was that the point then where you left off, they couldn't do the biopsy, and then, then you went to compete- yeah. And you came back from that because at that point then, how did, how did it play out? Well, I, I didn't. So I think I got the MRI before I left. So we knew it was cancer. Okay. Because he's like, yeah, it's not a fatty tumor. It's cancer, but it's one of three, two or three different cancers. He goes, so we're, when you get back, we're going to have an appointment and we'll discuss next steps, um, which was the day after the Olympia. <laughs> God, man, that's... <laughs> <laughs> i'm 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 either too busy or i don't you know it's like we're because we have all these conversations mm-hmm. but there was so much going on in your life and my life too and yeah. you know it's it's like you get caught up and and you obviously were out um at the olympia with you know we had the the evolution booth there mm-hmm. and it was cool you know hanging out and doing all that but then you know you had a lot hanging over your head but that was december the weekend before Christmas, right? 16th, 17th, yeah. Yeah, so right in there. So then you had the appointment that following week. Monday. And at that point, then you, they scheduled you, right? From- mm-hmm. He was like, okay, well, here's the thing. Um, it is cancer, and it's in the middle of the kidney. So I can't cut it in half. I can't, it's, it's, I can't piece it together and take out the middle and sew it together. It's, the kidney's gone. I had to go in for another... Um, scope where they go through your urinary tract, if um, you know what I mean. Amazing. Um, which I'm very glad they put me out for because. Yep. Yeah. That you, that was four no. days of peeing blood. Really? <laughs> the, not, fir- no. the, the first day and a half, <laughs> it felt like you're peeing, uh, oh, I don't know, glass. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it just really, I was, oh. after the first time I went to the bathroom, I was scared for the next probably Day and a half, two days ago. I can't. Day. I can't imagine. That's horrible. But you get through it. I mean, yeah. there's you either embrace the suck and move on and know it's going to be a limited amount of time. Yeah, and, and get through it, or you just fall apart. And I'm not going to fall apart. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. That. Um, so, but that's four days before they took the kidney. So I did that. Got back. Um, doc said after a day I could train if I wanted to. So I went and did seven something on the half field squats yeah which the pressure was kind of odd um from that but it wasn't bad it wasn't painful it didn't bleed anymore didn't make it any worse um then got one more training day in then shut it down um went in got the kid removed yeah 
that's it's something, third, man. Yeah. So, so from October, November, December, January third, mm-hmm. got the kidney out, yeah. and, and everything was successful. Yeah, everything was great. I mean, he got the whole thing out. There was no bleeding issues, no complications, none of that. So it, it was great. So going to OSG, when I went to OSG, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do strongman on one kidney anymore. Yeah. I, I just, because it's so taxing on your body and the muscle breakdown from the training and the volume and everything else, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get through that type of training with one kidney. So I said my goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the Olympia, I, I just kind of went after the 600 for reps Yes, you know, and pulled fifteen with that. Um, kind of making up for the deadlift at OSG, but I don't want to get into that. Cause no problem. Yeah, very angry. <laughs> Getting a handful of baby powder is not cool. No, no. <clears throat> but anyway, um, they got it out January third. Everything was fine. I had to take two weeks and literally do as little as possible because they don't want your blood pressure going up because if. If it starts to really leak, <laughs> you could bleed out inside your body in about 30 seconds, 40 seconds. Yeah, so not worth, yeah, no. definitely not worth doing anything there. No. Man. So took two weeks, let everything kind of heal, did some movement stuff in about 10 days and just started kind of because I was going crazy. <laughs> you can only play so many video games. And, and relax for so long. And relax yeah. and yeah. do nothing for so long. And then... Uh, basically started coming back and exercising and doing stuff. And like the first four days were the worst because one, I had to get all the air out cause they blow your stomach up. I mean, they, they, they literally blow it up. So you explain, you explain this to me mm-hmm. and that's just, that's normal procedure. Yeah. The, the machine looks like a spider. <laughs> okay. The robot machine that they do the operation with looks like a giant spider and it's coming over and you're just like, what is this going to do to me? <laughs> you guys are knocking me out for this, right? They're like, yeah, I go, cool. Cause I don't want to see this. No, whatever that thing's <laughs> going to do, I'm not down. <laughs> I don't want to watch it, but yeah. I know the procedure. They, they went in through my belly button, three holes up here, one in my belt line. Okay. They did all the work. They, so they got the kidney tied off the urinary tract and stuff disconnected from it, which the good part is, is it wasn't in the urinary tract, so they didn't have to take part of my bladder. They didn't take, have to take the tube out or anything else. It was just, that was it. They just had to take the kidney. So okay. that, was, that was awesome. That was best case scenario. So they get everything tied off, and then he makes the incision here, which ended up being about a five-inch incision, because they can't cut the kidney up, because you don't want the cancer cells to come out. So they wanted it contained. Had, you have to keep it contained and take it all out in one piece. So that's why they had to do the bigger, bigger incision. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so they couldn't piece it out. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So coming back from that, what was the, what was the uh, healing like in the days after? I'd imagine that's probably pretty tough. Yeah, the first day or so, trying to get all that air out because the air is the actually more painful than the incisions. Did you take any pictures of yourself with all the air in there? Yeah, I just didn't post them. Didn't post them. <laughs> But my belly's out to here. So basically, I'm like, like, wow, that's really unflattering. Yeah, basically, you look like Eddie every single day. Yeah, just something like that. Just with a big red mark on my stomach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just take the red mark out, and it would just Photoshop his head, and it would look like Eddie's stomach. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen pictures of him recently. It's not great. Yeah, trying to figure out how he got pregnant too. (laughs) It's it's sympathy (laughs) weight gain is what it is. Something like that. Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Like the guys say, oh, I'm going to put on some weight too so you don't feel so bad. <laughs> Except he just went a little overboard with it. It's okay. Yeah. Still love and, him. Yeah. And just, it, I, and I, needed, I needed to make a joke there with you, man, because <laughs> we're getting into heavy stuff. But yeah. um, Lighten it up so, so, you, so you get the, the air working out. Is, mm-hmm. oh, it sounds horrible. Yeah, because the only way you're going to get it out is to move. Yes. So the poor people that lay in their hospital bed and sit there, it doesn't dissipate very fast because you're not moving movements what makes it break up and absorb by the body and stuff like that as soon as the nurse told me that i was like it's six in the morning i'm gonna go i'm get me up and she helped me up and she's like let me get your walker i'm like no won't need the walker yeah i just walked real slow little little steps did like eight laps around the nurse's station and she's just like kind of look at me funny and well knowing you you probably had a conversation with everybody in every room like as you were going around you know like i mean just 
because that's what you do. Yeah, you know? I, I like to talk to people. And, you know, people are Nick's up. making his rounds again. Everybody, everybody hide. Well, so two hours later, I did not Yeah, everybody hide. Dude, that, that's what you do. You don't have to tell everybody else that you hide. I, you know, I mean, I wasn't saying that I do that necessarily. <laughs> you know, you dig into that. I mean, that sounds terrible. Why would I ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, so you're you're moving, you're getting the air out. Mm-hmm. I did it again two hours later. And d- now, how long did you have to stay in the hospital then, total? Well, after supposed, supposed to be for a couple of days, and I was out of there in twenty two hours. So, and and you're probably because you're moving, and yes, they could see that you yeah. could move and that type the, of thing. The doc was supposed to come in, I think, at like two. He came in at six. They released me at eight. So you're out of there. Mm-hmm. So going home now. Did you have anything special? to move around or, or to cause I would imagine, you know, just flexing and getting up and this type of thing would be very challenging. Yeah, that was probably, so I was fine sitting and I was fine standing, but if I laid down, I needed help getting up. And I, that's the only time I would actually use any of the, uh, uh, pain, painkillers too. So I would take a painkiller to lay down, to go to bed and then I was fine. I, I, I'd, I slept about 10 hours, which is phenomenal. Yeah, for you especially. Yeah, you don't normally sleep that long. Yeah, no, not that much. And then um, then to get up, I would lay there. Callie, go get me a painkiller. And then I'd wait for it to kick in. Then she would help me up and I could get out. And then I was fine. I'd go downstairs and just sit in a chair like this and watch TV and read or whatever. Yeah. And then how long, I mean, I would imagine, did it start just kind of gradually day by day, just get a little bit better and then you could move a little easier? By the fourth day, I was able to get in and out of bed, get up off the couch and do all that stuff all by myself with no painkillers. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just, it's wild now looking back even more, Mm -hmm. you know, as you and I have talked about that, that video and moment of dropping that bar. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't happen, you don't know about this. Right. That's what's crazy. And the doc's like, yeah, two things would have happened. It would either gotten out of the kidney and spread, and it had been either late stage three or late stage four when we found it. Now, would you would you have started feeling bad? No, no, that's the problem. It's a widowmaker. You don't feel any pain until I, I didn't have any bad kidney functions. Both my kidneys were functioning at a hundred percent or ninety eight percent when I that's went nuts. In. Mm-hmm. So how how are I mean how are you <laughs> supposed to discover it then? Or they, or you just, that's why they call it a widow maker. Cause it's just like a one silent, of, one of two things will happen. It'll get out and it'll spread and then it'll get really bad. And then you'll have the side effects and they'll find it. And they're like, you start making plans. Okay. Or it bursts the kidney and you bleed to death. Wow. Man. Like, so it's so, so lucky in a way. It's, it's like, it's, it's a, almost like divine intervention. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what's crazy. It, it's so crazy to think about it and to realize that's what happened, mm-hmm. and that after bench pressing how many different times, oh, it, it's like the bar was taken out of your hands. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, you know, and 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 for that to happen and you to catch it like you did, and for it to be still terrible, but best case scenario in every circumstance, every circumstance, and they even think there was a small one super small in my left one and i just got a biopsy two weeks ago on that and then just had my consultation about the results of that right before i came out here um thursday before i came out here so really right before yeah yeah and uh he was just like actually the biopsy was all healthy kidney tissue so they think it's like an anomaly where like some type of skin or not skin, but kidney tissue folded or something. But it's not cancerous tumor. It's not even a fatty tumor. It's just healthy kidney tissue. Which is great. So they just monitor that that I'm assuming going forward. I go back in the middle of May. We're going to do a scan because they looked at this thing all through the CT scans. The doctors have gone back through all the film. And there's a film of that area in 2021 from my lad as well when they tore that off and this, the MRIs and stuff that I got. So that ca- it got captured in that. Yeah. And okay. so did the other one. Oh, wow. So, so it wasn't there. And in- yeah. And it says something, it, no, it was there. 
and it says something to follow up on it, but nobody followed up on it. Oh man. So they, so you had something from when you had your lat repaired. Wow. Yes. Boy, that's kind of disturbing. And there's notes in the bottom of it that nobody caught. Hey, this to, needs to be checked out yeah. or like something's here. Yeah. Wow. There's a mass that should be looked into type well, of thing. So somebody dropped the ball potentially. Potentially, but yeah. Hindsight. It doesn't matter now. It's all turned out good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Well, that, I'm I'm thankful. I'm thank thankful you, thank you're. You. <laughs> I appreciate that, dude. As much as I might hide from your uh, your rounds when you're you're walking around, you know, yeah. it's not that I've ever done that ever. Well, the all, cool part know. about walking around though is I did talk to a couple people that were in there with the same type of surgery, and they were in there suffering pretty good. I go, look, just get up, and make one lap. You're mm-hmm. gonna feel way better. Mm. I mean, the difference, I felt 10 to 15% better when I made a lap. Did they, uh, did they listen to you? They did. They got up and walked around. So did you start like a walking club in the hospital? I, I stopped, started a walking club in the hospital. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. It was pretty, the nurse was like, she goes, that was really cool. You inspired them to get up and walk around. That's awesome. See, that's, so I felt pretty good about that. Well, you should feel good about it, man. That's <laughs> awesome. That, yeah. I mean, it, well, I'm, I'm not shocked at all by that. That is something <laughs> that you would do. I would do this exact same thing if I was I in the scenario where, yep. you know, it's, it's all about inspiring people and mm-hmm. doing that type of thing. So I wanted, I wanted you to share that story because Thanks. I feel like it's important for people to hear that. And also you had kind of a big moment on the, the the comeback is what we're yeah. going to call it post yeah. post surgery um you know you came in the gym and and training with me well and, apparently and people are calling that at a titanic moment now by the way what's that the picture of you and i why because i'm behind from, you from the front it looks like the titanic pose interesting but your <laughs> well your arms were on the bar but not out like you're flying okay i get it i didn't see i did not see that i did not see that. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. And I'm kind of holding. <laughs> yeah. I can see how that would come. I can see how the, yeah. Anyway, that's wonderful. So we have a Titanic moment picture together. Yeah. From a, it was 715 pound squat. Yes. Which I was, I was actually really shocked by. Nice. Um, cause I wasn't sure kind of where you would be at coming out here. Yeah. You know, and you've, you've even said to me, ah, certain movements I just have to be careful with yep. and that type of thing. So to be able to brace that way. And how many weeks are we post now? Nine. Nine weeks. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, to heal to heal like that, and especially because that's a deep, I mean, it's a deep, yeah, that you was know, they had to go all through all of all, all of, of the, the muscle tissue there. So to, to do that and not feel anything, so I feel like pretty phenomenal, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm very blessed. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Well, I mean, 700 and you've still got big goals and things you mm-hmm. want to go after. And I think that- oh, yeah. You know, that's something I want to tie in. So I had asked people um, about, you know, hey, what questions you got for us? Sure. Like Nick's here and kind of hanging out, blah, blah, blah. I will say, though, I feel very safe when you're behind me and I'm sprawling. I, I, <laughs> I feel like I could adequately get you out of yes. pretty much uh, whatever you mm-hmm. were to get into there. So Correct. that probably helped a little bit. Yeah, because technically I was supposed to do 650, 660 this week. Okay, so you bumped it up a little bit more. Yeah, well, because mm-hmm. I did 665 the one before, and it was easy. Yeah. yeah. So the qu- one of the questions was, and I think that we can, we can dive a little bit deeper into this, mm-hmm. it was, is it worth it to put that much time and effort into strongman for a lifetime, right? So because that's basically, in essence, you know, obviously you've done powerlifting yes. and strongman. Yeah. I have done basketball and then strongman so you know it's it's we can maybe dive a little bit deeper into lifting training mm-hmm. etc but it is it worth it and i would say for both of us we're going to answer 100 percent yes, yes right <laughs> but i think what we should do is we should go into more of the reasons why mm-hmm. right because on the on the surface i think a lot of people that maybe haven't ever got into lifting mm-hmm. or or been into training any of that they don't really understand what it feels like to be strong to be yeah. powerful to be capable and they also then don't understand what it does to you mentally mm-hmm. right and i think for me going way back to when i first started lifting that was probably the biggest thing for me was I had goals, I had reasons that I wanted to train because I needed to be stronger and I needed to be faster and be able to 
jump higher and do all of these things for basketball. But the positive outcome from getting into training Mm -hmm. was much more than those physical things. It was so much more mental, right? So at that age, the confidence that I gained from getting in the weight room and, and, and being able to have a kind of positive reinforcement of I go in and work hard and then I feel better, yep. then I look better, I perform better. And all of that then led me to want to put more hard work in Correct. so that I could have more of that all mm-hmm. of the time. And I, I don't really feel like that has stopped for me. Now, of course, I've been able to go into basketball yeah. And and do what I did there, which was great. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, and, and I attribute a lot of my my success to training mm-hmm. because if I had not gotten into training the way that I did, I don't think I would have been as good of an athlete as I was right. with being a basketball player, which a lot of basketball players don't don't generally go into weight lifting or being trying to be as strong as they can be. And I think that that was something that I had as an advantage. But mm-hmm. I think on on the 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 flip side, getting into strongman, and the question is, you know, doing strongman for a lifetime is it worth it? All of those lessons of what we just talked about, right? So this this is adversity. What right. you what you just went through yeah. with cancer, right? right. Cancer is a big deal. You had some pretty major injuries mm-hmm. as well throughout your career. Yep, but. I know firsthand from talking to you that all of those injuries didn't stop you, mm-hmm. right? And I've also had, as I've mentioned, a, a lot of different things, some things I've talked about, some things I have not. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of adversity to overcome as well, oh, yeah. right? Different different injuries, different obstacles, different hurdles. But through training, through strongman, through battling and and getting better physically, but, but also mentally, mm-hmm. You can deal with things like that in training and prep for a contest, but also in life. Yes. Right. And so maybe you talk a little bit more about that. I'm, I'm obviously sharing a lot about me and I, that, that question just got me thinking, well, right? No, no, how is it, how is it worth it? How is it worth it? It's worth it in so many ways. I mean, for, for me, it's been, I was too small playing football. <laughs> you know, I, my, my senior year of college, I was 220 pounds Which and is, I was a defensive end. You realize I was heavier than that my uh, like eighth grade going into yeah. my freshman year of high school, yeah. right? Yeah, but I squatted over seven hundred. Well, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and I was fast, and I, I I had a lot of drive and aggression, and I would just go after whatever I wanted. And I learned in high school because my sophomore year of high school I was one hundred thirty pounds and pretty short. I was like maybe five three. And I hit the growth spurt and I got into the weights and I started getting bigger and I started getting stronger and realized I can, as long as I keep doing this, there's nothing I can't do as long as I want to put the effort in. And I I ended up winning the state championships in powerlifting in high school in 1986. And it was just on from there. And it's just the discipline has never, and, and the hard work and the effort always pays off. Yep. It might not necessarily pay off the way you expect it to, yep. but it will always pay off. And now I go through things like this and adversity like this, and I know uh, everything's going to be okay. I'm just going to keep doing what I need to do to get to where I need to be to to get through these things. And I will get through, and I will get back to doing what I love to do. Yeah. And I think I think it's coming from a, a place of love as yeah. well, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and I think that so many people – maybe maybe now more than ever in the sport of strongman mm-hmm. get into it because the popularity has grown yeah oh yeah right and and that's that's a simple fact but yeah. i remember a time where the popularity really wasn't there oh boy and there's there's a lot of men that came before me before you before us that laid that framework yep and you and i have been a part of laying that framework as well yep and I think, unfortunately, a lot of the newer athletes, I guess I'm going to call them that, like coming into the sport now, <laughs> sure. they, don't, they don't understand. And unfortunately, if they don't know the history, yeah. they, don't underst- they don't understand the, 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 the spot that the sport was in and where it's at now yeah. and, and kind of where it's got to. And we've both seen that happen. Oh, yeah. But then they come in and, and, and it's frustrating to me that, that more of them – don't 
maybe take the time to appreciate the the men that came before them. Yeah. And and they come in and they're like, oh, well, I'm going to use this platform. And, and now I get this attention because I go to these contests. And, you know, it, it's um, not that, that it's necessarily their fault, maybe, that they right. don't understand. But it would be nice if they took the time to understand Correct. where it was at. And, you know, that that going lifetime of dedicating yourself to a sport to mm-hmm. be better, to push yourself, to, to go in, in um, a positive direction in so many ways now is has resulted in what kind of we the six a lot of the yeah. success right yeah. a lot of the things we've been able to experience it, and, and putting in that work contributes to all of it yes i yeah. mean i know whether i'm in the business business world when I, when I was working for the beer companies that work ethic that i had that i learned from the gym and training and the slow methodical builds, the planning, the structuring, setting everything up, you know, where, where you do the meal prepping, you do prepping for events that are coming up and stuff like that. As far as like if March Madness was coming up, I got to order all the stuff for March Madness in September. And, and pre-plan it. <laughs> and pre-plan ready it. for it. So yeah. I have to order all that stuff to come in for all the giveaways and like TVs and stuff like that and make sure everything's marked with the brewery label on it, and which is... I mean, we're getting kind of yeah technical well, you, about you it. Spin but. off, but that that discipline, the discipline, man, right? It's a discipline of of not only training hard and putting that work in, but but then applying that, I think, to life, yes, in general, and and having that carryover. And like you said, you're applying that to the job that you had, right? You know, back then, and and um, you know, now you obviously don't have that job anymore and no. have been able to kind of spin off from there and, and do other things right. with more doors opening and, and that type of thing, which is yeah. wonderful. Uh, you know, but, but the, the, the contribution I think to the sport that, that you have made and that I have made has opened a lot of the doors, Oh, right? Yeah. Like oh, you yeah. have, you have certain, well, you know, a collective group of athletes, right. That have, have kind of you know, quote unquote, paid the price, I guess, right. in a lot of ways. And the rewards weren't necessarily always there. But in that aspect, I think dedicating, you know, the time and effort and energy into it and the discipline to do it, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool yeah. to also see where it was and where it has got to and where it can go. go. Because I I still think that we're just scratching the surface, really. We are. And I've always seen a, a different vision, I think. Right. And that's kind of what's been in my head. And, you know, a lot of people can also talk about that vision or what they want to happen or what they think should happen with strongman and that type of thing. But talking will not do a whole lot, right? Like it, you, you can talk and, 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 and then you can, you can have action. Yeah. Action, you can is have action. Where, action is where everything happens. Yes. Talk is until the action starts. Talk is talk is that exactly that. It's yes. talk. And, and, I think that I've I've realized more and more that that uh, that talking will will only take you so far, right? right? And and I think that there's a lot can, of people it can for, actually take you backwards in a lot of cases. Yes, yeah. Well, and 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 you and I have had conversations about the sport in general for for a long, long time about well, this is wrong or that's wrong or mm-hmm. this needs to be fixed or this needs to be better. But Correct. actually taking action and making those thing, things happen. That's a direction that I wanted to take, which is much harder to do. It's very easy to sit back and complain or or say, hey, this should be fixed, that should be fixed. Well, who's going to fix it, right? Right. So anybody having those conversations or talking about it and saying, well, I want to see this and I want to see that, you can walk in with a list of demands all day. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. But unless you're willing to actually take action on those that list and say, I'm going to actively do this, I'm going to actively fix this yep. and make it better, which is what I know I've tried to do and you've tried to do. And, and yeah. they, they, these type of things are, are what move it forward. Correct. And kind of move the needle, so to speak, and, and make it happen. And so, you know, I think dedicating ourselves to it from that aspect, you know, I think a lot of people do realize. I think there's, unfortunately, people that will never realize Mm-mm. where it was or, or yeah. where it has got to. And, and um, you know, hey, that's a part of it, too. You know, right. like you kind of um, pave the way and make these things happen and, and um, try to move it forward. Yep. But the rewards, I think with all that being said, the personal reward for, for both of us. And I, you know, it speaks to this, but 
you know, we could go in into a lot of different um, avenues with this, but, mm-hmm. you know, I thought that your example of what you just have gone through yeah. and, you know, different things that, again, I've shared, we don't have to rehash right, necessarily, right. but those type of things you can get through much easier. Whereas if you didn't have the discipline and the mindset that you do have from all of these years of training hard yeah. and, a, and, and having the discipline to train hard, that type of thing may have put you into a spot where you might not have been able to overcome it the way you did. Right. Right. Or bounce back. Or now you're, let's just say eating the wrong foods and doing the wrong things and, you know, maybe potentially getting into, you know, whatever drugs and alcohol and that type of thing to man, poor me, God, why is this happening? Everything's over. I'm not going to be able to fight through this. And, and instead in, a matter of not even 10 weeks, you're back to putting 700 pounds plus on your back and squatting it. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's, I think coming full circle with it is what's neat um, for me. And I think that's the message that, you know, people like this that are asking about it, like, can anybody do strong man, yes. you know, and, and anybody can now with that being said, I don't think that you necessarily should say, Hey, any person out there could get to maybe the level that I did no, or the no, level you did, no. but I'll tell you what, you can get better. Exactly. Right. And those lessons of getting better and going in the gym and putting that work in will leave you with what I said at kind of at the beginning of this discussion is, mm-hmm. Hey, I can go in and put this hard work in. And then I see these results. I feel this way mentally and physically, and then I want to do it again. And then you get better. And, and, and that's all it really is. It's putting one foot in front of the other, making it happen. It's being the best you plain and simple. You're not going to be the best like out of everybody in the world, but you can be the best you. I I know you're the greatest strong man to ever exist. In my opinion. I appreciate that, man. I know a lot of things that you went through but you're the best ever. I'm never going to be the best strongman ever, but I was the best strongman I could be. Without a doubt. Yeah. And that got me pretty far. Yeah. And I can't complain. Yeah. No, it would, it, it, saying it got you pretty far is a little bit, a little bit <laughs> of an understatement. You, I mean, you've done some pretty incredible things, man. Like, yeah. it, and that's, you know, it, and, and I think in hindsight, you get you get a different perspective at different points in life, yeah. and I think that that's why it's it's neat to be able to answer this type of question and talk about this with you, yeah. compared to somebody else who's maybe just coming in. That's like, oh, I haven't been through it or haven't right, had to face right. the adversity because you know, for for somebody like me, and I don't, I'm I'm one that I tend to. I tend to not really talk a lot about those things, right? right. And and you know I just have a mentality where you don't show weakness. Right. So you deal with it on your own. Right. Right. So there's, there's stuff that, that I've had to go through and there's stuff that I have had to go through that I haven't even shared. Right. And, and you know this because I shared it with you, but not very many people know about that. And that's okay because I think that that there's a lot of power in that as well. Right. And, and, you know, in today's society, whatever you want to call that. A lot of times people will find an excuse before they'll get their back put against the wall and fight out of the corner. Yeah. You got to fight out of the corner. Yes. And this Mm -hmm. is, I think, I think this is a big point to make, right? Because it's so easy to give up. It's so easy to say, well, poor me. God, you know, I, I have it so bad. I have it this and that. And then a lot of those same people that might say that would look at me and say, well, gosh, Brian's had it so easy, (laughs) right? He had everything (laughs) given to him and everything provided to him. (laughs) And that's not, that's not the case at all. So far from what, what has happened with me. And I think that's part of the story, I guess, that I, I want to share more with people is look, I, I have this mentality where I can go through something. I can fight through something. You can, you can put me in a corner and you can count me out. You can do whatever you want to do. Right. But I can prove it, mm-hmm. but I can prove it through hard work and discipline and, and my actions mm-hmm. versus 
throwing in the towel, giving up and not fighting through it. Because I can promise you, I can promise you that I haven't made it to 15 straight world strongest man contest straight, yeah. right? 14 straight finals, right. not broken straight right. without having to overcome you and fi- and fight through. You mean 15? Well, Fifth, yeah, we, we haven't done it yet. We're not saying it yet. I know, so I, know. I mean, it's it'll be sixteen. I'm being very positive. Yeah, sixteen in a row and fifteen in a row. But you don't do that unless you can overcome adversity and fight. Oh, very and much fight, so. right? I mean, heck, during the at the Arnold when you tore your hamstring mm. and working back and still going that year. Yep. I mean, well, and you tore your hamstring bad, bad. Yeah, in in a, in a place. Where where that tears, that's an integral part of the deadlift where you got to kick the drive in. Yeah, and you have to have unbelievable confidence when you kick that drive in that the thing's not going to go. Yes, and the mental comeback from something like that is unreal. Yes, because to to one to get it back into that condition, and then two to come back and push it to that limit, full well knowing it can go again, and you're you're just going to go. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, well. It, it it's just what I do, man. I you know. know, like I mean, I you can say it's amazing and whatever. I I just don't think there's any other option. No, and and again, I think that there's, you know, and I'm I'm looking at people out there, and I'm especially looking, I think, at the young men yeah. out there as well. And and what I see come out of people all too often is you're not fighting, right? It's too easy. I'm, I'm, you know, because everybody wants to celebrate this. Well, I have an excuse and I have a reason. I have this and that. Oh, you're so, you know, brave for sharing your excuse and not getting the job done, right? <laughs> you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. And that's the truth. And whether that's so. hard for people to hear, hey, man, it's yeah, they're, the, they're it's, not going to like hearing that, but it's true. Yeah. Well, you can you can come out and <clears throat> and I guess expose your weaknesses if you want to, right? And say, well, and then people can you know, celebrate that or, or whatever, but you can figure out a way to fight through yes. adversity. Yep. Right. 100%. And, and, and there's people that may not understand that. And, and that's fine. It's fine with me. I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that every single person out there will understand me saying something like that, Mm-mm. but it's the truth. Correct. It's the truth. You control your own destiny. Yeah. Very much. You do. And you're not always going to get everything to fall perfectly in place. And it's not always going to be so simple and easy. <laughs> no, it's not right? going to be sunshine and rainbows all day no. long. And, the, and there's going to be tough moments, man. There's going to be tough moments where you're by yourself and you, you can only look yourself in the mirror and say, am I going to get this done or I'm not, I'm not going to get this done. Right. right. And it would be the simplest thing in the world to just give an excuse and say, Hey, you know what? I, I, I couldn't because of X, Y, and Z. Right. right? But you're not going to be okay with that mentally. No, I'm not going to be okay with no. that mentally. And that's the difference between the people that will overachieve at things and the people that don't. Yes. Well, winners. Yeah. It's a difference between being a winner and being a loser. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can really over completely overachieve and still not quite win. It's, it's, it happened. Well, there's wins. But, I mean, but I guess, I guess still wins. I guess but, you'd have to define the win. Right. Right. So to me, a winner would be overcoming adversity. Yes. Right. And figuring out a way when you're not supposed to be able to figure out a way. Correct. Right. So yes. it's, it's maybe not, okay, maybe not winning the competition, but Correct. I would say for me, like if you, if you use these examples, so if you go back to, the Arnold in 2012 when I detached my bicep on the first event. Yes. To me, I, I ended up in fourth place in that contest. I did not win. I was not on the podium, right? <laughs> he I, tore your bicep off. He yeah. still got fourth. But I did the whole contest with yeah, my bicep detached. So Most to guys me, were true. To me, that's something I'm very proud of. Yeah. And I would say that for me, that's, that's a win. Mm-hmm. Mentally, overcoming that obstacle and not giving up. Yeah. And that's, that's, I guess what I'm saying is it's, it's you, to me, that's a win, man. There's, there's moments where I've had to fight through some very, very difficult things, very, very difficult, very hard. And I may not have won the contest, mm-hmm. but I didn't give up. Right. Right. And, and I, and, and I fought through that adversity 
And it's kind of the same thing. Like technically right now, I would say that what you've gone through with your kidney, having that taken out at this point, that's a win. I would say that's a win. Now, did you compete in a contest? No, but you got challenged in a, in a, in a, let's call it a life contest, <laughs> yeah. right? You it's got a life challenged. Challenge. Yeah. yeah. And for you, and for you to be sitting here in the condition that you're in at this moment is a win. Oh, for sure. Right. Because you could have turned into so many other things where you're like, God, poor me, Brian, I've been through this. I had cancer, I had this and that. I can't believe whatever. And yeah. you put on, let's just say you put on a ton of bad weight and you're like, yeah. man, I just, I just let myself go. I like it. There's nothing. Or I, I just do. quit eating. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> yes, exactly. And you quit training. You're not even mm -hmm. training. You're not. And that, that's my point. I think that's, I'm saying you could have found so many excuses in that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I'm, I'm using me as an example too, where mm -hmm. a lot of these moments, man, a lot of these moments, it would have been so easy to stop and not fight it. Yeah. But that's the difference. It's a difference in me and somebody else. No, right? for sure. Because I'm not going to quit. No. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going <laughs> to let. <laughs> Neither am I. We know how that turned yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So, so to say. I thought you were going to kill me that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you have moments, man. But again, when you butt heads, when you, you, you get into these type of situations with people, that, that type of respect as well is, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're not going to back down or, or, or give up or, you know, any of that. And I think that there's a lot of power in that as well. And I think that, you know, maybe, like I said, in, in today's world, we need to celebrate that more. We do. We need to celebrate 100%. not giving up and we need to celebrate fighting through. And, and, you know, I think that, like I'm saying to, you know, like I'm saying to the young men out there, it's all right to be a man, mm -hmm. right? Cheers. And that's, and that's part of being, that's part of being a man is when you get your back put against the wall, you figure out how to fight out of it and not give up. Correct. Right. And, and 100, yeah, 50%. And yeah. we need that. We need that. We need, we need young men to, to, to embrace that. Yes. And to feel empowered that they didn't give up. Yes. Right. And, and not say, Hey, you couldn't give an excuse. It's okay. Because it's, it's not, it's not okay to, to give up when, when you face any type of adversity and that maybe to young men and maybe to any person out there, right. Where you're looking yourself in the mirror and you're giving yourself that excuse to not fight through something hard. Right. Because we're all going to face hard things, right? I guarantee Everyone. I'm not done. I'm not done facing hard things in my life. Right. And things will pop up and how popped up when you least expect them to come and you have to figure out how to, how to battle through that you know and, and i think that that you know going back to is strongman worth it is training worth it is is what we've dedicated ourselves to worth it it's absolutely worth it yeah you know and 100%. i think i think that that's so empowering uh for me to know that for you to know that and for people to share that message with people yes that you can you can do whatever you want to do. And if you're disciplined enough in the, in the tough moments, right? When you're, again, when you're by yourself, when you could make every excuse in the world to yourself and let yourself down, mm -hmm. instead of doing that, you get up and, and you, you go for the walk, yeah. right? When you need to, or you, exactly. you, you maybe choose to eat something healthier when you, when yes. you could eat something that's bad. And, and for that day, then you chalk it up and that's a win. Yeah. And then you win the day. And then you get get up and you do it again and you win the next day. And then all of a sudden you create this positive momentum. And that's for me what 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 I thrive on, right? And I've said that a lot with even going into a contest like World's Strongest Man, and we were talking about this yesterday. It's positive mm -hmm. momentum, man. Yes. And I'm building an insane amount of positive momentum right now. Yes, you are. And we're chalking up wins. We're chalking up wins, right? So it's it's winning can be defined in a lot of different ways, but to me, it's everything, yeah. right? And knowing that I won the day, knowing that I went the extra step, I did the, I did the extra thing. I did what somebody else was unwilling to do. And that's why. Yeah. You, but at the end of the day, you did what someone else is unwilling to do. Yeah. And it's, it's not amount of overtraining. It's amount of training the right way, smart, methodical, you know, dedicated, planned out, all that and yet you still get it done against when people won't yeah and it's overachieving it's doing the things that people will not do 
or it's doing the same boring thing every single day with the freshness like you're just doing it for the first time. Yeah. Even though it's boring and mundane, you still keep attacking it like it's fresh and new. And that's going to lead you to a winning position in everything that you do in life. Yeah. Everything. And it, and it will. Mm-hmm. It will carry over. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize that as much, the, the yeah. carryover, right? And, and you know, it, it stems from training. But I, that's why I've said in the past, I think everybody should lift weights. Agreed. Everybody. I yep. think everybody should. And, yeah. and I think that you should do something hard every single day. Mm-hmm. Something that, that puts you outside of your comfort zone so, somehow. Right. And that doesn't necessarily have to be training, but it has to be something where it's, it's like, like we just said, the, the meals, right? The meal choices where yep. is it, is it hard or easy to eat something that's not healthy? That's easier, right? Yo, it's, it's harder. It's harder to prep and, and take the time to prep something that's, that's good for you. Right? right. So that's a hard thing that you could do. You know, it, it's getting up in the morning and, and having a better morning routine or this type of stuff, man, will carry over to life so in such a massive way and people don't realize the trickle effect right of everything else but if you're training that that's they do not realize the trickle effect yeah it, or really understand the concept of that at all and they start realizing it you know a year year and a half into like a good routine and stuff like that and everything in their life starts changing things become more positive everything keeps growing and building on it and it's all from the trickle effect of doing the right thing doing the positive things and putting the work in yeah yeah we just finished a uh a transformation challenge and that's what we called it in the shaw elite club mm-hmm. and uh it's been super inspiring to to read what these people wrote because we had them do a write-up at the end but it, it wasn't just a a physical transformation that we challenged them with it was more a, a a total transformation, meaning mentally how they approach things. And there was, you know, gratitude and, and, you know, different challenges along the way that we had them do. But some of these people, it's just incredible, man. And, and to me, it's, it's, if you can change one person, it's totally worth it. Yep. Right. And that's, that's the way that I go into to anything and any talk that I give, whether I'm talking to a company or to kids or to whoever, if you can get one kid or one person in that room to engage and 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 go back and and take a look in the mirror at themselves and say wow i can do this i can get better Mm -hmm. and i can do whatever i want to do if i'm willing to be disciplined and they make that choice and then they they go on then that person turns into uh, they they kind of transform themselves but then in turn they're going to inspire somebody else too Right. And that's kind of the, the, the trickle effect of where it can go to. Yep. So I guarantee what you just shared today here and what you have gone through is going to inspire somebody else. Right. And, is, and whether, whether it's, it's directly cancer, you know, something with the kidneys, something else with their body that they're going to take, they can, they can draw from what you have gone through and how you've approached it with like, Hey, I'm going to meet it head on. I'm going to attack it. We're going to fix it. We're going to, we're going to do what we can and we're going to move forward. And, and that, that holds a lot of power. But again, that's why I love you coming on and sharing that with people. And you know, it's, it's not something that's necessarily easy to talk about, especially when you go through something personal like that, you know, so it's, it's not, it's not as simple as sitting here now in a conversation and, you know, we're trying to, I don't, I don't want to say we're making light of it at all, but there's, you know, throw a few jokes in, sure. you know, cause it's, it's scary, bro. Like yeah. it's scary. What you went through is scary. Oh, it, it's frightening. And, and not something that you want to go through at all. Mm-hmm. Right. But the way that you met it head on, I think holds a lot of power. And I think that, you know, sharing what I'm saying, answering that question about, about strong, but just the, the, I think it's more so the approach to life. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, if, if it was not strong, man, for me, it would have been something else. And I would have attacked that with the same drive and focus and intensity, you know, and, and who knows where it'll go for me. Well, that's the whole thing either, but with all this is you've learned whatever you decide, whatever you choose to be unbelievably good at, that's what you're good at. You make the decision, you make the choice of what you want to excel at and you, overachieve and excel at everything that you make the decision you want to do that to. And so can everyone else. Yep. You just have to make the decision and then over exceed at it and take yep. all the steps necessary, learn all about it, learn it inside and out and, and have the discipline to show up and do it 
every single day. And that's what leads to the long-term success. And it also leads to a knowledge of whatever I decide I want to excel at, I'm going to excel at. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to stop me from excelling when I want to say, there's nothing that's going to stop you from excelling. And that's the takeaway. That's what people really need to learn and understand. And just cause you get hit with something that sets you back or whatever, it doesn't mean that's the end of it. It just means you get into the corner, you fight your way out of the corner. Yeah. And that's all. And there is no, there is no giving up. It's not there. Yeah. Well, it's not an option. No, it's not. You don't give yourself that option. No. Right, you don't you don't throw in the towel, and, and and when that option is not on the table, good things can happen. Correct. And and you said that very well. I'm not even going to try to Thanks. make that any better because you, you can do whatever you want to do mm-hmm. if you put your mind to it, and then you you follow through and do all of those things. That is exactly what you can do. Yeah. Very, very well said, man. Well, I, thank um, you. I appreciate I that. Appreciate your time, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys are not following Nick, please give him a follow. Nick Best Strongman on Instagram um twitter all of that's the same right uh youtube it's all nick best strongman perfect and he's he's putting out good stuff apparently like titanic squat (laughs) pictures with me so (laughs) you can go enjoy fun content like that it's actually on the evolution site okay perfect (laughs) perfect the comment was on that yeah it's good that's good well whatever hopefully hopefully i wasn't making a weird face in it so um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it, man, and appreciate your story. I hope Thanks. hope that you guys can take something away from this. If you did, please share the podcast. Uh, it means more uh, to our growth and, and you know getting the message out to people when you guys share it, when you interact and, and that type of thing. So uh, definitely keep doing that, guys, and we'll keep uh, trying to bring you the best content that we possibly can uh, here on the podcast. So hope you're all doing amazing. For now, go out and be great, and we'll check you guys later.